0: Listeners, good day. Welcome to this episode of The Posh Pod, the podcast where we talk about everything to do with the anti-sexual harassment law in India. We've been discussing a number of issues around sexual harassment and today we'll be discussing whether there is any excuse that is a good excuse for sexual harassment. Um, The obvious answer seems no, but let's discuss this further to see what the law actually says. With me today, Lakshmi Char. Who is the co founder of Parity Consulting, an organization that deals with everything to do with inclusion at the workplace, including prevention of sexual harassment? I'm a lawyer, work with CAM, and deal a lot with clients who have issues around anti sexual harassment laws in India. So, Lakshmi, mm-hmm. you want to get started? <laughs> Tell me, what do you think about intent? Is it relevant with respect to sexual harassment law in the issues that Matters that you've dealt with as as an IC member, is this a common excuse that comes up, a common defense that, oh, I didn't mean it, I didn't intend it, tell me more. Oh, geez, yes,
1: yes, yes, (laughs) all the time, right? Um, but it wasn't supposed to be taken that way. It was just a joke. Why is she the only sensitive one? The other two women with her didn't feel mm. anything. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, come on. Why are you so, uh, you know, focused? Or why are you so paranoid about this whole, uh, you know, being a woman uh, thing? So, so yeah, I, I hear it a lot, right? And and uh, some of it is also in terms of. Uh, um, I didn't realize that what I was saying could be misinterpreted, would be misinterpreted. You know, there, there's a whole lot of stuff, right? Um, for me, I'm very clear. The law says that it's not the intent of the person committing the act which is perceived as harassment that matters. It is the impact on the person who is receiving this act, right? So, sometimes, and the... And, uh, one one very interesting uh, uh, you know situation that, that I was in where this woman came to the IC and said, I need some help. I, mm-hmm. I'm not ready to make a complaint right now, but I need some help. Mm-hmm. And what was the help that she wanted? She said that in her team, there were one or two people, unfortunately, including her boss, who were complimenting her mm-hmm. on her style, her grooming, her presence and stuff. And she said, when I come to work... I don't see that as a compliment. Compliment me about the work I'm doing, the attention to detail, the way I'm able to deal with customers. Compliment me about my professional qualities. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that was really an interesting kind of paradigm shift for me that a compliment is really the impact and not the intent I'm not sure if uh, that's something that relates to how you're reading the act or that you've advised people around.
0: No, no, absolutely. 101%. It is, the intent is not relevant. It is how the woman perceives the man's actions or the perpetrator's actions that is relevant. Mm. Uh, But interestingly, it's not only the woman's perception that matters. And I find this uh, almost hilarious to discuss each time it comes up that... uh, There is such a thing as a reasonable person standard Mm -hmm. as well, right? So we tell the woman, all your perception is the only thing that matters. If you think it's harassment, it's harassment. Yes. Uh, Then let's say there's a business meeting, um, man and woman shake hands, normal shake hand, woman feels that it's harassment. Okay. Uh, Are we still going to say that it's harassment because the woman perceives it to be harassment? Mm. Right. So we say that it's, it's the only thing that matters is your perception. But then when something happens, which is uh, routine, uh, like a handshake, which she now perceives to be harassment, we say, uh, -uh, stop. It's not only your perception that matters. It is whether your perception fits that of a reasonable person. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that as such, but the issue with that is uh, the two narratives that we say are not entirely aligned. So we never, we never Mm -hmm. qualify the fact that intent is irrelevant and perception is all that matters with it should be in line with a reasonable standard mm. but that is the fact mm. and that is also reasonable because uh, a handshake uh, cannot be sexual harassment how much ever the woman may perceive it to be yeah. right uh, yeah. but uh, we've discussed in one of the previous episodes about instead of a handshake in some countries uh, a kiss is a way in which you greet people now depending on your social setting you should be aware as to whether your method of greeting was appropriate or not Right. in our example of a handshake uh, that's more global And but if there is a social setting where men and women don't shake hands right, uh, in some conservative society for example then you should be aware not to shake hands maybe in that setting it is uh, bordering harassment not because you intend it to be but because you are not aware of your situation mm. of your surroundings so mm it's while the answer is yes intent is uh, intent is not relevant perception is all that's relevant there is a reasonable person standard which needs to be considered as well
1: so, so what I'm hearing you say is from an IC's perspective, right? Mm. So when we are thinking about reasonable person, mm. we're also contextualizing that reasonable person, right? A reasonable person, how would a reasonable person uh, behave or engage with this situation mm. in this particular context? So, so to your example, if if a business handshake is the normal uh, business culture in a particular organization, then a handshake is acceptable. But if if the same organization is in a different culture where a business handshake between men and women, right, is not acceptable, then then the IC does does have that um, uh, nuance that that yeah. they need to uh, take into uh, consideration. Now that then almost it's almost like questioning the foundation of the act, right? Mm-hmm. Saying that uh, uh, to your point. The act said any unwelcome gesture. Yeah. Now, I might feel I, I, and, and we know that, you know, we use again, we use a, a phrase, my body, my rules. Hmm. Right. So I might feel that a particular act is unwelcome. But it is possible that in the culture I'm in, that that act is not considered uh, harassment. Right. So when we think of the IC's role in prevention and prohibition, is there something the IC can do yeah. to sensitize? Spot on, spot on huh? I
0: think that, that, that's the answer to the question mm. because the answer to the question, answer to the situation is not that, oh, the woman is wrong in feeling the way she's feeling because she's feeling it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, it is the obligation of the IC and the employer to make sure uh, that she and the people around her are sensitized to what is acceptable, what is the norm, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, we have to accept that there will be outliers right despite uh, the best intentions of the ic of the employer of adequate sensitization there will be outliers uh, who still uh, find mundane actions to be harassment potentially but that's not the class category of people we're talking about here right so so yes the answer is the ic and the employer need to sensitize sensitize employees sensitize the ic about what amounts to harassment, what does not. With examples, I think it's very important to give examples because um, there is the obligation under the POSH Act to uh, sensitize employees, Mm. right? And words uh, like any unwelcome sexual advances Mm. don't in isolation mean enough unless you explain what exactly it means because you're uh, employee audience also is from a wide uh, demography. So yeah. you can't expect employees to just uh, grasp what that means. So I think giving adequate examples and this handshake example, the great example, I think, of uh, possibly um, misunderstanding a situation and that's not a situation you want to find yourself in.
1: Yeah, um, uh, you know, th- there was this other uh, situation that that uh, I was uh, listening to as, as part of uh, NIC and this was, um, again, an, a, a multinational organization. And uh, there was uh, what is normally termed as knowledge transfer, where Mm. a particular work process which was Mm. being uh, performed for that organization in a different uh, country was being transitioned to India. Mm. And as a result of that, we had a couple of people traveling from that home country to India. One of them was a man, and it was his first time ever outside his country. Forget about anywhere else, right? So this organization, in the in the spirit of this thing, had done this, you know, cultural training and stuff like that. Made sure these people had gone through it. So he comes here, and uh, almost his very first day. When I say here, he comes to India. Almost his very first day, he's in this uh, in in the office building, and this is a multi-story office building. So he gets into the uh, elevator. He happens to see that there's somebody else in the elevator. There are only two of them. This other woman wearing lanyard, identifying her. And he says, you know, he smiles at her and says, oh, you work for some such company. I do, too. And I'm so excited. I'm here. You know, my first visit to India. I've read so much about it and I have two free weekends. And what do you think that I should be doing with my weekend? And so she marches out of the elevator, goes straight to HR and says he's propositioning me. Hmm. How dare he? I don't know him. Hmm. And he's coming and talking to me about taking me away for the weekend and and that was really something which was an eye opening conversation for many of us you know i mean that that uh, yes it reasonably speaking yeah it's difficult to find fault with what that guy was doing right
0: correct and i mean that's uh, exactly the example we're talking about as well isn't it uh The sensitization required here, let's say that you are part of a company which has a global parent, global subsidiaries, Mm. you are likely to interact with people from other cultures. Mm. That's the kind of sensitization that employees need that in some countries, the way in which men and women interact are more open, more forward potentially. And that's, I mean, I don't know if going away for a weekend as soon as you meet is uh, normal anywhere. But I mean, I think the rest of it, you know, is understandable. So... That's the sensitization that employees need. And if the woman had been part of a couple of training sessions and know that this is how it works in some countries maybe she wouldn't have walked out of the elevator straight and filed a complaint, right? So, so,
1: in his defense, I have to say that all he was doing was to say that I've read TripAdvisor, I've read all of ah, the other right. things, but as a local person, what would you recommend, right? right? right I mean, right. That, that was his this thing, but, you know, and, and that's where the misinterpretation happened, yeah. the intent and impact, Correct. which is which is really nice. So, so you know, topic for another day, Bishan, but this, this for us was a great... Uh, opportunity um as you said the 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 sensitivity uh, training and and the understanding but also in terms of uh, you know um experiencing the law uh, in terms of a conciliation or a settlement conversation mm-hmm. because this really was a true misunderstanding, right? Mm. So, so, when we get into that, unfortunately, there are some cases where there is nothing true about the misunderstanding, ah. right? And and um, in in uh, you know in in normal terms, and and we, we talked about different uh, cultural expectations. Um, in India, the the you know the relationship of alcohol with gender is is very dichotomous, right? Mm. Um, We know that traditionally the expectation is, oh, no, he had a couple of drinks too many, so you should forgive him. You know, he was not in his right mind. He didn't know what he was saying. Normally, he's a very nice guy. You know, he doesn't behave this way. And when it's the other way around, she had a couple of drinks too many. Um, Why was she drinking? Didn't she know that if she drinks, then she's sending out X and Y and and, uh, Z signals, you know? Um, and, and that's where from an IC perspective it's interesting for us to really parse those nuances and, and understand why this this seems to be an accepted understanding.
0: Yeah, no, I if it's an accepted understanding, it's a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. That's just not what it should be because there is no law which uh, says that is to pick the title of our episode says it's a good excuse for <laughs> sexual harassment. No, there is Really no good excuse for it. Alcohol is not a good excuse for it. Law doesn't allow it. And so I don't think any IC should uh, accept alcohol consumption as, you know, a uh, mitigating factor for someone who is alleged to committing sexual What
1: have if he apologizes? It. What if he comes in front of the IC and says, I'm really sorry. Um, I would not have behaved this way if I had known. But you know, hey, it was a celebratory uh, dinner.
0: Yeah, you say we appreciate your apology. Thank you, but you're fired. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. So so, so <laughs> then, you know, when, when we go into various organizations yeah. and we talk about this, we talk yeah. about, you know, the importance of understanding boundaries yeah. and that, uh, you know, the onus is on me to understand
0: your boundary and yeah. not to cross it, right? I think it's important to just make sure that this is not a conversation that is even to be tolerated. Right. It's not to be uh, even discussed. Right, There is no need to even entertain having a discussion about... So basically,
1: you're saying I should become a robot, right? I should not be a human being. I should not, you know, have a pleasant conversation with people. I should not crack any jokes at the workplace. I come in, I wear my blinkers, I do my work and, and I leave.
0: See, if uh, if you... Being your authentic self means that you are a creep...
1: We don't want to see your
0: authentic self. Keep your authentic self to yourself. We don't want to see it. (laughs) uh, I mean, there are ways to behave in the workplace without, uh, you know, breaching boundaries and being your authentic self. Uh, So I think employers need to make it uh, very clear as part of uh, sensitivity trainings that there are lines you cannot cross. And uh, if you need to rein yourself in, rein yourself in. Listeners, I really, really want to hear from you about this whole
1: conversation, right? This is fascinating. Thank you for being quite that um, honest. Mm. But, um, you know, we, we talked about the the um, cultural thing, about the international cultures, mm. but we also see this cultural difference even within India, mm. right? Different regions, uh, different uh, geographic realities. Um, so... so uh, again i mean when when we go back to you know how is a posh policy constructed what really should be an organization's philosophy behind that policy there's one way of doing it which is basically cut paste the, the act and say okay this is our policy goodbye everybody mm. and then there's another space where it is uh, and 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 uh you know it's it's wonderful to see how the spirit behind this act is really what is driving that mm. um it's easier for larger organizations to do that, right? It's much tougher for smaller. And when it comes to startups, honestly, this is not the priority for, for startups, right? They are much more focused on top line. They're, they're, you know, which customer can I convince to sign up and where do I need to go uh, to generate my revenue? Um, so, so when when we think about all of this and we think about, you know, what is a good excuse there is no excuse at multiple levels, right? I mean, there's no excuse at the employer's level to say that, oh, oops, sorry, we didn't think about it. We didn't think it was important. We we have a very small, close-knit group. Nobody be- misbehaves with anybody. But, oh, we have, a, we have a complaint. And then, as you said, uh, for the IC during deliberations, no excuse to accept mm. uh, this kind of thing. And for the people concerned, um, is this actually creating something which the act is, is trying to think which is a policing mentality, right? So you're going to get penalized for what you think and say. Forget about do.
0: But that's fair, don't me. I mean, uh, sexual harassment is not only your actions. Sexual harassment is also your words, right? And uh, from an employer's perspective in terms of Let's start with what you said at the beginning about setting up the policy. It's very onerous, right? There is no excuse for not complying with it. Now, uh, the law says you must have a policy. The law doesn't say what kind of policy you must have. Mm -hmm. You can have a policy that says uh, sexual harassment is bad. Don't do it. Two lines. And that's a compliant policy. Like, really it is. Uh, So, it's not that hard to comply. I mean, I get that the angle you're coming to here is there is no excuse for. Mm -hmm. Forget there is no excuse for not Harassing. I mean, for harassing, there is no excuse for not complying with the act. Is your angle true? There is no excuse for not complying because complying is not that hard, mm. right? Uh, you can't say that we will deal with an issue of sexual harassment as and when it comes up, yeah. because that's not what the law says. And. The law requires you to what? Like you said, have a policy in place which can be as simple as what I said. I hope uh, it will cover more than that but what I said is a compliant policy and uh, setting up an IC. Setting up an IC is not that complicated either, right? Uh, We have discussed this as well in previous episodes. It's a matter of board passing a resolution, putting it up on the notice board and you have an IC and hopefully you uh, are not dealing with complaints of sexual harassment every day. I mean, if there are incidents, I hope they are being reported, but we hope th- the harassment is not happening. In which case, there's not that much of a burden on the company. So there is no excuse to not comply because it's not that onerous an act uh, to comply with. Mm-hmm. And that's the fact. Mm-hmm. And and so um, to, to all of these people who come and say that, you know, hey,
1: this act is taking the pleasure out of my workplace interactions or is uh, causing me to behave in an inauthentic manner. I'm going to go back to the phrase that you use. Don't be a creep. Yeah,
0: exactly. Right? Don't be a creep. Kay. So with that, we come to an end of this episode. Thank you, everybody, for watching. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please do like, subscribe and share your comments. We look forward to having you back on the next episode of The Posh Pod.
1: Thank you and bye-bye.